Salutations and welcome to another episode of the Native Immigrants Podcast. I'm your host, Swami Barakas, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Jojo underscore B. What's going on, Jojo B? Hi. So this is our Diwali special. Happy Diwali. Happy Diwali to you. Well, it's actually not Diwali by the time the show goes out, because Diwali's are the weekend. Well, you can say ahead of time, if I'm not good to see yeah, you it's on a the premature, day. It's a premature Diwali episodes or like a Diwali Eve episode you know on the run up to Diwali happy Diwali Eve <laughs> big up Diwali Eve Diwali Eve Diwali Eve yeah is that, we just coined a new phrase potentially you know because yeah people spread out Christmas over the course of a few days Diwali is that one day well I mean you have nine days of like dancing around yeah, so... that's, not, that's a few weeks before that fam yeah but still and then you've got this era yeah and then, like, quiet period when they were just, like, trekking through the jungle or something on their way back. Trekking through the jungle, wow. Yeah. I mean, like, they killed Ravan and then they had to get back again, innit? So it's just, like, walking in kill, the wilderness. Did they kill... No, did they kill Ravan on the On the Sarah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so then, the, then, it's, then it's the walk, a long trek back. You think after killing a massive demon, they'd get, like, a lift back to Ayodhya or someone to give them, like, a ride. Well, you know, in those days, you'd have to have like a magical dragon or something, and they didn't have one of those. So magical dragon. <laughs> so they just had to trek it back. They probably had a rest, yeah. and then you know trekked back, and then the only happened. Yeah, I thought you know, the common courtesy would have been like, what's the equivalent of Uber back then? The magical dragon. Magical dragon. Wow. Pure blasphemy here from Jojo V. How is it blasphemy? You're asking me what's the equivalent of Uber. And I'm saying, well, there must have been like, I mean, at the time, you would have thought magical dragons. Magical dragons. Wow. What? Why are you looking at me <laughs> like that for? I'm just trying to, I'm trying to fathom the notion of magical dragons concerned with what is, you know, I'm not being my... funny, but there's like men with elephant heads walking around wow and all those, no but i'm just saying like it's not ex outside the realms of reality here to think that there might have been a magical dragon uh, there was not um the ramayan i i've not read the ramayan i've participated in a ramayan play as you'd have known in my in our last episode from last year about diwali yeah that i did play ravan but i don't recall there ever being a magical dragon in the whole of I'm that book. I'm just saying, like, if you wanted something to get you somewhere quickly, that's what I would expect. I See, I, I was thinking, why not just, like, get Hanuman to, like, because Hanuman can fly. So he could have just... Well, he might have flown home. He might have said, see you later, suckers. I'm off. I've done enough. Left, and just yeah, left I've done to... my bit. See you when you get back. Wow. You never know. Okay. That, it'd been a very different Diwali. <laughs> Diwali would have been a much more tragic uh, festival to celebrate. But it is a joyous festival uh, and we are going to be celebrating it today in the second half of the show. I was going to say, I think we talked about this last year hmm. when you read the full Diwali story, the full Ramayan. Right. 
because I have read the Ramayan. Yes. Well, like the abridged version, but I've read like a proper version of it. Yeah. And uh, there's a bit at the end that they just conveniently leave out. Yeah, they do. But that that's this like... a horrible bit at the end. I think, but all great epic stories... Full of misogyny. Uh, have, do, have an element of tragedy kind of, you know, connected to them. I think all the massive, you know, you think of the Iliad and the Odyssey... You know, there's always there's always there's always a tragic context within it, and the Ramayana and the Mahabharata as well, both exactly the same in that way, and they both you know have very tragic endings after all the joyous celebration. I mean, the women seem to get it worst. They get it pretty bad, yes. Um, but then you know, it <laughs> seems to be the case for India in general <laughs> since well, yes. that time. You know, um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I suggest you go and find. A proper version of the Ramayana, not mm. the one that you read at school. Yeah. Not the happy, happy, joy, joy one that you read at school. With all the lovely coloured pictures in it. Yeah, exactly. Read the proper version and find out what happens to Sita. Yeah. Bless her. Um, but this is Diwali. This is a specific part of that, which is what we're celebrating. Yes. You know, so you have to find... This you... is the return to home. Yes. So the Diwali day. Yes. Fine. Yes. We celebrate that. The Festival Just of Lights. The, the post bit was a bit sad. Yeah. You know. But why bring it down, Judge B? I'm not bringing it down. I'm just saying that you have to remember what men did to women, what the patriarchy did. Bring down the patriarchy. Anyway, this is our Diwali special. It's Happy not Diwali. all. It's not all bar humbug on this half of the show, because in the second half of the show, we're going to be talking about five ways in which we can improve and or change Diwali. Well, Diwali customs. Diwali customs, yeah, within our cultures. Yes. You know, things that could be potentially outdated. Yeah. Uh, and, and we don't mean the religious stuff, so don't like get yeah, all angry already. Don't start burning placards outside our we building. We just mean like some of the stuff that you might do around Diwali Day. Yes. That might be unnecessary. Yeah, and could help you improve both your life and your loved ones around you. And your pocket. Yeah. So, we'll be talking about that in the second half of the show. But before then... We've lost an integral member of the Native Immigrants podcast this week. What? Yeah. Who? Our coffee table <laughs> has gone. <laughs> finally got rid of the coffee table. You say finally. She says it with such delight. You know, she's been talking about Preeti Patel and how she has that smirk on her face <laughs> when she talks about, you know, getting rid of immigrants and I having... Preeti Patel to the, to and the then coffee you table. Patel our coffee table with this <laughs> maniacal laugh. it away. Maniacal laugh. People the men smile. came and carted it away. I loved that coffee table. Not just because it was a companion of mine during all my favourite evening meals, but also it was where we recorded literally all our episodes on. Yes. Since episode one. Yes. And many an argument and a debate has been spoken on that table. And many a bruise has been had from me walking what? into it by oh, accident. Oh, right, about to say, yeah. because you number you know, of thing, times. When you say so many just, a bruise... You know, cause it just, just around like my shins, mm, yeah. there was a lot of bruising because of that table. I mean, it wasn't the most comfortable table. It was less aesthetic and more functional, I'd say. Yes, it was. <laughs> yeah, but we, we did have many uh, uh, an amazing time doing episodes on that table. And I like to think whoever's got it now... <laughs> I you going to say that. <laughs> ...doing episodes of the podcast on that table. <laughs> many an amazing time. Yes. Well, I did have some amazing meals on there as well. Yes, we if did. that's what you're trying to talk about. Yes, obviously. Bringing down the show. You literally bring everything down, Jojo V. 
not everything's about debauchery. Some things are actually, you know, sensible. Uh, there was a lot of good meals laid on that table yes. by me. Yep. For you. Yep. It was good times. But it had to go because Bubs is now on the move. Yeah, he is um, indeed. He still hasn't figured out crawling, but he likes to so roll lazy. everywhere. He does a commando roll everywhere now. So he'll roll on his side and then sit up. Yeah. And he was doing that very close to the corners of the table. Mm. So that table had to go. Yeah. Um, and now I just need to figure out how to keep him away from the glass TV cabinet. Yeah. So that, the, yes, I don't know how to do this. So if you've got any advice on that, please. Baby proofing advice is very, very welcome. Yeah. Um, because he's the type of child that rolls to danger. <laughs> yeah. That's he's what he a... wants. There's like, if you could roll the other way to safety. Hmm. He wouldn't. He'd laugh. Yeah. He'd laugh in the face of safety <laughs> <laughs> and be like, screw you, and roll to danger and hug it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a habitual roller. And if there's a danger lurking in his midst, he will no doubt uh, find a way of getting there at the quickest possible way, which at the moment is rolling towards it. <laughs> rolling and then sitting up. Right, yeah. Rolling and sitting up into danger. Yes. But anyway. Baby stuff aside, so a few weeks ago, we were very excited about development within our lives. Yes. Well, actually, it was an idea that Jojo V had that she somehow convinced me to participate in. Yes, because it was very exciting and really interesting. Mm, I was a little bit sceptical mm -hmm. at the time, as I am with most of Jojo V's ideas. <laughs> but this one, more particular than most. But I decided to do it because I'm a loving husband and I want to feel like we've got, uh, you know, quite a inclusive marriage where we both, you know, partake in each other's pastimes. So Jojo B had a, a massive brainwave in which she wanted to find out her past, her history, her DNA. Yeah, I've been wanting to do this for years, like literally for years. And I was like so excited about this because I finally just thought, you know what, just, you know, let's just do it. Let's just get on with it and do it. So I ordered some DNA testing kits from Ancestry.com. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, we spat in the bottle. I did spit out some contents for this sample. Yep. And then sent it off in the post. Yep. And uh, you get text messages to like tell you where it is. <laughs> updates. So I got in it, we got updates when it arrived at yep. the testing center thing. Yep. And then, you know, like we're, we're processing your DNA and we're testing and analyzing your DNA. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited. Just building up, building up, building up. Really excited. Oh, it's very exciting. I'm kind of on the other side of brain. Yay. Wicked, and then finally yay. we got the messages to say that uh, the DNA had been processed and that our results were online. You should have seen Jojo B during that day. Um, it was akin to us finding out that we were having our baby uh, last yep. year in the levels of excitement yep. in this, Jojo B's face. This is this is on holiday. This is why we were on holiday. This happened. Yeah. So yep. while we were, at, we're supposed to be out there enjoying this uh, amazing holiday in an amazing location. I was enjoying it. Jojo B was actually more concerned about trying to find out her results. Well, listen, look, I was on the balcony, sitting on the balcony, looking at the seas basking in the sun and i got this text message mm. i was like oh, okay okay come on then let's have a look yeah it was uh it was a delightful gleeful smile in jojo b's face and we decided 
Right, there's no point waiting around till we're back from holiday. Let's find out your results now because you got yours in before me yes and i because i was like we should just you know we should do this live while we're doing the podcast we should like open it up live yeah and it probably would have been a really good reaction as well true yeah true um but i couldn't wait because i'm that kind of person and so i was like no i need to know i need to know Mm. so i pressed on the link yep to find out and so After all this time, after weeks and weeks of anticipation, the results are in. Yes. Jojo B. Yes. Your DNA results are, drumroll please. I'm 100% Southern Asian. Oh my God. (laughs) What a waste of fucking money. What a bombshell. That what is some... a waste. And it's not that it's a waste of money finding out that I'm South Asian. Fine. But South Asian is still quite broad. Mm. Like, where in South Asia? My friend did it. My white friend, very good friend of mine. She found out which specific part of Ireland she, her family were from. That, mm. Which, like, 30% of her DNA was from this specific part of Ireland. Mm-hmm. The rest was from Essex and some other part was from Newcastle. And so she knew exactly where she came from. Yeah. Mine, Southern Asian. Yep. I mean, South Asia goes from what? The borders of Afghanistan all the way up to the borders of Burma, isn't it? That Bangladesh is next to. I believe. All the way down to Sri Lanka, all the way up to China. Like, come on. Yeah, it's it's fairly vast. I Come can't lie. <laughs> like, narrow it down. No, just 100% South Asian. I could have told you that myself <laughs> by looking in the fucking mirror. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, what, what on earth? And also, like, what? I'm, how can... Right, so if I've got the same results as somebody from, say, uh, South India, mm. Southern India, yes, yeah. um, they are more likely to have the... The Dravidian blood, yes, yes? the kind of native that Indian, makeup, yeah. yeah, and then someone from North India is. So there you go. There's already more that I can tell you just there by reading Wikipedia <laughs> than, than this DNA test has told me. Yeah, surely coming from the Punjab region, there is more. There's been a lot of mixing, whether that's South Asian mixing or whether that's other kind of mixing. Something that should have been... I mean, I don't know how many generations this goes back. I don't understand. And I'm not looking to find some kind of Western DNA. I have no desire for that. I just wanted oh, to... Don't no, you? I just wanted to find out what it was. That's all I wanted to find out. Hmm. I have an uncle who has like brown hair and blue eyes i've got cousins who've got really blue eyes like where does that come from yeah yeah you know like where does it come from that's what i wanted to know and i found out nothing so fuck you ancestry dna you're racist (laughs) yeah well you you got suckered in to be fair by um you know there's a lot of people talking about ancestry dna and because they've got such amazing like exotic results uh the you know the anticipation is that you potentially might have something within your makeup that might be slightly you know odd so the same friend that got her irish dna her mum did it Mm. and got some dna i mean she's like a lovely lady and she's but like she's like the whitest lady you'll ever meet right Mm -hmm. and she had got like 0.1 percent or something crazy like that uh from sierra leone what the fuck yeah and i'm like so 
that how do you know how can you do that and narrow it down to that small amount of dna yeah. right and then not tell me anything about my dna other than the fact that i come from south asia yeah because it, it, it didn't even say like you know like northwest india say punjab right you know no it didn't say it, anything it only says south asia yes that whole region yes you could be anything within india basically i'm from the subcontinent wow I mean, like... It's like no shit Sherlock. Joe Bloggs walking down the street could have told you that. Exactly. I mean, the next man who calls me Packy could tell me that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, even he can tell. Yeah. So then I, I thought I'd done quite a lot of research. But then I found, I did Ancestry DNA, mm. South 100% South Asian. Right. As a Google thing. Yeah. And it turned out that anyone who has any kind of Asian... Like, so whether you're Southeast Asian or whatever, because they only have four Asian categories. Right. They have South Asia... They have East Asia, North Asia, and um, Western Asia, kind of like kind of like Middle Eastern kind of right, kind yeah. thing. And so that's the four categories. So anyone who's from like Korea, it's right. just East Asian. Right, right, right. Do you know what I mean? Like that, that's, loads of people have had these problems. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, why don't I just read this more instead yeah, of wasting my money? Yeah, wasting the money on it, yeah. And so then with your results? Yeah, well, uh, I'm not even going to bother with a drum roll. <laughs> Because uh, it doesn't it doesn't take uh, Hercule Poirot to work out uh, what my results were. Actually, to be fair, mine was like ninety nine percent like South Asian. Yes, and then one percent like wasn't it Western India or something? Yeah, like, Western India. Which again, you're Gujarati. Of yeah. course, you're from Western. India. But then that's what, what I don't understand. How can they tell you that you're from Western India when they only have south asian for me like yeah. I, they obviously have some uh, detail but just not much right they'd give you a list of people that you could be related to that's on your database oh yeah that's right and i had like a hundred and something people yeah and one of them was like a second or third cousin yeah now i have no idea who this person is because they've only used their initials they haven't actually put their name on there right so like they can tell me who my family are mm. on their database so yeah. they have some people yeah, 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 yeah. And we're all a hundred percent South Asian, I'm guessing. Well, it's weird you say that. I had I looked at my uh, relations list, and I've got like some distant cousins that were called like Dave and yes. like Harry. Yes, and I like did. yeah, I had some of that as well. And then they were like a, a small percentage South Asian. Yeah, and then they were like part Irish and part I don't know, like I had some that fully Sioux white Indian people. and stuff like that. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's a crazy, some crazy kind of. Yeah, mixtures. somehow we we share um, some kind of DNA uh, amongst our amongst our genetic makeup. Um, so yeah, but like I said, it for, it was pretty much a massive waste of money. Um, if you're from uh, if you're from a South Asian background, I uh, we highly don't recommend it. I'll tell you now what your results will be. You're a hundred percent South Asian. No, just give me your seventy pounds. So why did you tell them that? You just people. If you want to know your genetic makeup and your ancestry. Uh, feel free to send us some money and we'll let you know what you are. <laughs> if you tell people already what they are, no one's going to fucking but pay then, us, are they? Also, see, the problem is then also is that because they don't have enough Asians on their database, mm. they can't grow that side of the database. But right. then the, the people who do do it get shit results and tell everybody not to waste their money. So then they don't ever grow their database. But also I think it's quite a racist thing that in that they have no intention of doing that. They have no intention of modifying that side of their database because otherwise you, would have bro you wouldn't have such broad kind of brushstrokes of, East Asian, 
Mm. Or South Asian or North Asian. Do you know what I mean? Like that's fucking ridiculous. Uh, ra- racist is a massive word. I- I'd say it's it's more. Well, it's, I, it's, it's, I it's a bit ignorant. It I think it's a bit ignorant. No, it's a bit. Ignorant. I think it's the fact that there's this this kind of like unintentional maybe bias mm. of an unconscious bias. Yeah. Of not being that asked about Asian DNA. Yeah, yeah. But also, I you know like. I don't know how much easier it is to find someone's makeup when they're like European or, you know, North American, South American. It's only easier because they've got more of a database yeah. to Whereas work from. Whereas our ones, like the database is probably some but Uncle surely- D has like a big massive like book in his yard. Remember we saw it in one of those programs on the where, um, who do you think you are? And this this dude, this little Uncle G, in his we have that. Apparently, my dad was telling me that had we this have like that. big kind of book mm. that just ha- just has everything written in it, yeah. based in who's related to who and who was born after what. It's just this one book. If you lose that book, you're fucked. Yeah, we have that apparently. So they have that where you go and throw the ashes of so like whichever religious river that you go to. Yeah, and um. And so my dad was saying to me that there is a book like that of ours from somewhere. Yeah. And and that one of my uncles went and kind of got the information and then created a family tree, yeah. which me and my dad haven't seen. But um, there's a whole family tree that exists for me. Yeah. Going back to a certain point and then beyond that, who knows? But um, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it's not the most uh, highly technological uh, databases. No, but, the, but, but then that was the case here. You just have written records here, but genetics or like surely i mean i'm not a geneticist if there aren't geneticists who are listening and would like to tell us how it works i would be fascinated to find out because i find the whole thing very very interesting but surely if you're testing someone's genetics you should be able to tell where they're from surely there's like that much of a database that now exists Mm. you can't export your your details all your information and then import it into better things apparently so i might look into doing that no it's a complete fucking waste of time nothing's gonna come of it you're gonna waste even more of our money money that we're taking out of our bubs's mouth by but this is all for bubs this is all to tell him who he like you know like why yeah big up with telling me south asian for fuck's sake (laughs) (laughs) so i'm happy being south asian but i just thought there should be more detail come on Mm. how many states are in india a number of states and so there must be some interesting thing to tell me nope at least tell me that i'm 100 percent punjabi then yeah but you may not and that you're 100 percent good you might not be but i might not be but i won't ever fucking know will i That's for, and know. I'm not even bothered if I'm not 100% Gujarati. Uh, I'm not 100% Punjabi. I just would like to know what I am. Mm. Well, now you do know you're 100% South Asian. And so, yeah, if you're also from a similar background to us, really don't bother. Maybe in the next like, 20, 30 years, more and more people doing it um, might engage them to start to pull their fingers out and actually delve into your DNA properly. But until then, Allow it, bruv. Spend your money on better things. If all the Indian or Asian like scientists there are, mm. are you telling me that you, they can't find some fucking way of telling us what our genetic history I is? I think they're, they're more concerned about trying to get something on the moon or Mars and shit. Um, but talking about where you're from, you know, and where you come from, we saw a, a very interesting show the other day hosted by my brother, Parley Patel. And it was about Hinduism and the caste system. 
Oh, yes. See, now this is the, another thing that this genetics thing would actually just blow out the water, I think. Mm-hmm. A lot of people who think certain ways about themselves yes. uh, would get uh, some interesting surprises, I think, if they found out actually about their genetics. But yeah, where exactly they lie in the um, system. Well, I mean, it's not going to tell you because your, your cast doesn't come from your DNA, but it would uh, give you a bit more information about yourself for you not to think that I am 100% amazing. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, come on. Anyway, cast, what a load of bollocks. Yeah, um, so yeah, the cast system um, uh, is what they discussed on this show. Uh, specifically, I guess they, it was with the Hindu community um, even more specific, it was quite a lot of Gujarati based. But also, they spoke to a few people from the Dalit community as well on there. Mm-hmm. Um, really interesting viewing. A lot of it I agreed with, a lot of it I disagreed with as well. Really? It, it was, you yeah. agreed with some of it? Yeah, it was more a case of the origins of the caste system where it was derived from the trade in which your family worked in. Yeah. So it was a way of kind of identifying that specific community of people amongst each other so those were the tailors and these people were the poets uh, and these people were the haberdashers <laughs> yeah but th- see that's the thing right so you could say like oh this is your trade hmm. and so like and that's what it all means like you know like some people here like white people have the surnames like carpenter yeah exactly. because their families were carpenters before yeah. that kind of thing right that's fair enough but then what the caste system ultimately does is place you in a hierarchy of like your job yeah. is like the lowest of the low job and so you can't do shit you can't go anywhere you can't do anything you can't touch my hand yeah and i'm at the top here and you know i'm all godly yeah and and so that's what i don't i think i i've, I've, I've never been cool with that i think that's more of a that's a people thing that's a culture thing rather than uh but that's a, what caste is it's a cultural thing isn't it it's not mm. it's not I mean, you you don't have to have that to be able to run a religion. Yeah, no, true. I, I in my so. opinion, no, I I don't believe in the caste system. I don't. Well, I don't believe in what's become of the caste system, what it is now, and now it is basically all about your status. And because it's just now that's been like that for hundreds of years. years. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, we, in our lifetimes, basically, um, it's it's always been this kind of way of distinguishing yourself in a class based way amongst each other's communities yeah so now i'm like a high caste and this person's a low caste and i'm not going to be able to i'm not going to interact with them you know that kind of bullshit yeah because even with like see with the class system you can move up a class Hmm. right so you can move from being working class to even be into the you know the very top kind of upper class yeah because it's all about money yeah you know money and status but with caste you're born into it so even and if you're crazy successful, yeah, it you're still matter. frowned upon within your community because of your caste. Yeah, because people will deem themselves better than you. Hmm. because Just because of the way that the family they were born into and the way that they were born. Yeah. It's just, that's what I don't, like, I don't agree with. And you know what? We're not meant to, like, Sikhs aren't meant to have caste. Yeah. But we do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And people, you know, like, every other song is about being jat. Mm. you know and and that kind of stuff so like we're not meant to have it and it's not meant to mean anything and the reason that Sikhism was born in the first place was or the Guru Nanak's teachings were about 
um, equality, yeah. how people were equal and that this was wrong to kind of, or, or not not interact with them and not let them be more than what they had been born into. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, like men and women are equal and all that kind of stuff. Sikhism is, ge- is genuinely all about equality. Yeah. But culture has got in the way. Yeah, yeah. And that's where the caste system comes from. Yeah. It's from the culture that we lived in. Yes. And uh, I think it's bullshit. But do you know what? I think we should leave it there. Yes. And I think this should be a proper topic that we really delve into. Uh, I, on I wholeheartedly show. agree. Yeah. I wholeheartedly Because it is a massive thing uh, within our communities, unfortunately. Um, they did touch on a lot of those things in that episode, in that documentary uh, by Parley. But I do feel that we need to tackle it uh, a bit more broadly. Yeah. Um, and speak to a few people about it and get their thoughts because... Uh, it could be a quite a divisive subject, as as shown on that show, and the amount of differing opinions of people. Yep. Um, but we will tackle that on a longer episode later on. Yes. But finally, something that's going to be happening very, very soon, which if you are part of our generation, you've always known that there's always been a little season of Indian films on Channel 4 over the this. years. I love that season. It's great, except for the fact that it's always, like, in the worst fucking times. Yeah, it'll be in the middle of the night, and you have to record it. Yeah. But why? I don't know. I used to have to... <laughs> I remember having to, like, record, like, Lagan and stuff, and, like, try and find a, a tape that was long enough to record it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You'd have to record it in long play, and not yeah. short play, yeah. to make sure it fits onto a three-hour VHS. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, because all the breaks and shit, it's just going to, you'll end up missing that like, the last few wickets of the, of the, the game in Lagan. Um, but yeah, so I, I remember like when I was really young, they used to have some films on early in the day, like in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah, in the afternoons. I remember yeah. recording Mr. India uh, when it was on in the middle of the day, basically yeah. on a Saturday afternoon and Naseeb the same. Um, but apparently this this was like a in the early kind of 80s and and towards the mid 80s this is what used to happen every now and no, then they used to do it in the 90s as well did you get so that yeah, far in the early 90s they did it really yeah, yeah. but you know since it feels like in the last like 15 20 years or so all these films have been shown at like the graveyard shifts yeah because it's not cool britannia anymore <laughs> yeah oh we're, we're just not deemed cool enough in that aspect as well to no, because like, we had this like, kind of Indian summer of love yeah. that happened, and then they started hating us. Yeah, is it is it again? Are we, we going to go back to post nine eleven, pre nine eleven shit? Yeah, basically that's what oh, happened, dear. and so then we got relegated to the the graveyard <laughs> the slot. Graveyard slot, pretty much like everything, you know, all our radio shows with Bobby in the Hell all in the middle of the night, and now Candyman Limelight again, middle of the fucking night. Um, and uh, the, our films are exactly the same, yeah. it seems. Um, but there will be a couple of really interesting films coming on in the next few weeks. Uh, Trapped is going to be showing on Monday the 29th of October. But one film that I would I'm, I haven't seen yet, but I've seen a lot of really good reviews of it, mm. is uh, Vida de Wedding. Yes, I can't wait to watch that. Yeah, I kind of missed it around the time it came out in cinema last year. But, you know, it was apparently quite a... You know, out there, you know, modern Bollywood film, you know. Yes, I mean, I have nothing to add to that other than that I really want to watch it yeah, because Kareem I heard Kapoor's the same thing. In it. Yeah. So, um, but that's going to be coming on on Thursday, the thirty first of October. Um, and happy Halloween! Happy Halloween! Yeah, <laughs> damn. Um, but some of the other films that will be coming on are films like uh, Nachom Lakum Basar, 
What? I don't know. I don't know how you pronounce that. Okay. Satyakam is going to be on there. Uh, Kapurush Tanuwed's Manu. Um, a film called Nude. Nude? Yes. Okay. As in naked, nude. Nude. All right. Different. Is that going to be like Jisum? <laughs> Jisum. Wow. Yeah. But they're taking it up a notch. You might see a little bit more shoulder in this one. <laughs> you know, they might show a bit more elbow. <laughs> da, na, na, na. Here's my elbow. Here's my shoulder. You know, like you get a quick, a quick glimpse <laughs> of a kneecap. Just, you were just going to sing um, George Michael there, weren't you? Well, the Careless Whisper. Yeah. The Indian version. The Careless Whisper that came on, that a live saxophonist was playing when we were on holiday. Well, yes, indeed. Did we talk about this? I can't remember, but it was genuinely one of the highlights of my holiday. Yeah, actual live sax playing Careless Whisper. <laughs> Um, and who did you slow dance with? I slow dance with all my fubs. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, because that's that's where we are in life now. You know, me and my bubs slow dancing to it. Oh, on it was a moonlit brilliant. night. Um, but anyway, sorry, <laughs> we digress. Um, yeah, so season of Indian films happening on Channel 4, starting from the 29th of October over the next few weeks. So, yeah, if you're up late one night on the way back from a rave... <laughs> Or doing a night shift working security at Heathrow Airport. Make sure you check out some of these films that are going to be coming on. And there might be some oh, one or two gems in there. If you like us, just record them. Just record them, yeah. Catch them the next day. And then you can forward through all the ads. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, that is it from the first half of our Diwali episode of the Native Immigrants Podcast. When we're back on the other side, we're going to be talking about five ways in which we can improve and or change Diwali. See you on the other side, people. second half of the Native Immigrants Podcast, the Diwali Special. I'm Swami Barakas. And I'm Jojo B. And Jojo B, losing her hair like me. Thanks. Thanks very much. <laughs> I just took the hairband out of my hair and it pulled out most of my hair. Yeah. Um, You're going to am... see the two of us. I think we should take this on road fam. Like both of us. I mean, like... genuinely, like post-birth post going bald yeah. is not fun. But uh, it's, a, it's a pretty easy way of life, to be fair. You know, I'm gonna do a Sinead O'Connor and just shave it off. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> Both of us, you could, that could be a, like our branded look. I don't know what my head's like underneath all the hair, though. I don't know what I shape can... it is. If it's bumpy, what well, I don't know. I don't know what it would be like if I had a bald head. Yeah, we could. I don't do... know if I'd suit it or not. I know I've got good cheekbones, but mm. they're under the layers of chub at the moment. <laughs> so, as have I, as have I. Got layers of chub or good cheekbones. Uh, both. You used to have dimples. I know. I this is the thing. I've got a fat face. This is something I've, I talked about last season as well on the podcast. I have a fat face and a fat neck, and I, I want, I'm putting out to our I'm putting out to our listeners. What's the best way to lose uh, weight on your neck? Do you know what? No, we have to have body positivity. We're supposed to be, you know, loving ourselves, mm. and you know, and I love mm. you, and mm. you love me, mm. and like. Mm. 
<laughs> no, because we come from the generation that was brought up to make us feel bad about ourselves. We're from that generation. And so that's the problem. Mm. You see, I'm a millennial, but I'm an old millennial. And so I have the hang ups of, you know, having looked through just 17 when I was a kid and stuff and seeing all just these 17. Yeah, skinny blonde models that I was like, oh my God, I'll never be like her while I'm eating 10 bars of chocolate. So no, fuck it. We're supposed to love ourselves and be, you know, body positive. So let's do that. All right. Like I said, I've got good cheekbones. And well, you've got dimples. Start. And that's all that matters. <laughs> Between the two of us, we've got uh, all bases covered then, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And Bubs has inherited both from us. He has. He's also he inherited the chub a little bit as well. But he's baby, isn't it? So yeah, fine. so he's allowed. So that's what I mean. It's allowed for him. And actually, know. he's lost weight because he's been rolling around everywhere. We, okay, we haven't put him on a diet. Okay, just before you. No, do, but before he's not active. He can. The babies upon. pile on the weight, and then when they get active, they start like burning it off. And he is fucking active right now. Well, but, he banged his head on the, <laughs> on the on the on the camera. Look at that! Now people are going to think we're like completely irresponsible parents because we don't keep an eye no, on our baby. No, literally, I just I was just about to. I was like, you know, like a fingertip away. Yeah, we're already and he banged judged. his head. Dude, don't don't curve on it now. <sighs> anyway. Um, he's okay though he's safe and he's fine yeah social just services yeah, everything's okay leave us alone like, please you know, I looked after him I kissed it better well there you go um, right first of all shout out to Ruckus Avenue we didn't shout them out at the start of the show oh yeah which is really sad uh, but big up they've we, taken us on they have taken us on the Native Immigrants Podcast is on Ruckus Avenue thanks. in the States thanks for taking us on and taking a chance on us yes it's our first real like proper regular radio slot I remember we had our, our, our one-off show on Spice FM in Newcastle last year, which I thought went really well. Yes, it did. You know, live, <laughs> it, like, apart from apart from all the, uh, um, here's some music. And you just put a track on. I was trying to remember how to do the technical stuff. I would have remembered how to do the board. But then the lovely Amit came and saved us. Yeah, so he did. Um, but yeah, we are on Ruckus Avenue in the States. So make sure you listen in bi-weekly. Let on us our know. Show. If we've got some stateside listeners, let us know. Yeah. Big up my stateside listeners. Uh, big up Anu, <laughs> who listen, who's probably listening uh, stateside, Canada. She sorted me out because I've been on the hunt for WWE retro figures. And uh, she and, managed to... And tell them where she is. She's in Hawaii. She's in Hawaii, yeah. And um, she went out of her way on her holiday to Hawaii yes. to get you some figures. Yes. I'm building up a collection for my bubs. So me and him can play Royal Rumble and Survivor Series and, and all, them give me all that goop shop in the future. And uh, yeah, so big up, big up, and big up Nina as well. She also got a couple yeah, for me. Yeah, and Nina, she was there for work yep. in America, and then she went out of her way to get you some figures. Mate, I've asked literally all my American contacts, people, like, if you're passing by these shops, can you ever look for me? And they were like, yeah, absolutely, no problem at all, bro. And then I just never hear from my them My dad laughed in your face, though. He did, yeah, exactly. <laughs> my own family were just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, you just just remember. I remember this shit, yeah. When these people want something or ask me something from UK, oh, can you send a bit, send us this, or can you sort this out for me, or can you post this link for me, bruv? Go fuck yourselves. Apart from my family, obviously, you can, you know, I won't. You don't expect any birthday cards or Christmas cards from me for a very long time. But thanks, Nina and Anu. Yeah, big up yourselves. Um, but yes, so on this half of the show. We're going to be all bar humbug on your asses. Not bar humbug, just hippy dippy alternative. 
Well, you know what it is. It's like there are the traditions that you get with all the big festivals, all the big holidays of the year. So Christmas has its all its kind of usual traits. Um, and our celebration, Diwali, has the same, especially when it comes to our families. And so what we're trying to do is we're trying to think of five ways in which we can improve and or change Diwali for the better, you know, whether it's better for your health uh, or better for happiness or better for your loved ones. Or your wallet. Or your wallet, you know, all the key factors of life. Yes. Um, so we're going to be looking at five ways in which you, yes, you, can change up Diwali for the better. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you could, compl you could agree with us or you could think this is a load of bollocks. But I think now <laughs> us as parents, we've decided, we know, you know, those weird parent types that just look at things completely in a different way because now we've got a child. And so we've just changed our complete outlook in life. So, we, yeah, we, we are those types now, unfortunately. Are you on a mission to make people hate us? Uh, Everything you said is like, where are the people that you hate? And where are the people that have got parents? And where, who are parents? And we're just like, you know, those kind of people you roll your eyes at. No, but you know we're, what not, we're not any different to how we were before. We're just a bit more conscious of the world. And you know what? Conscious. It's not, it's not yes. even because I've had a child. It's because literally the world is ending. Like, it's actually, when I say literally, I mean it in the correct use of the term. Mm -hmm. It is literally ending yep. before our eyes. Mm. And it's not long before we all perish so <laughs> i'm not even joking the things that i've been reading all these articles these scientific articles and these documentaries that we're watching i'm like no i mean we are falling off a cliff say goodbye to your loved ones people yeah so like i think that we need to start making some changes and not to be obnoxious but to actually just be aware and conscious of the fact that we're all gonna die all right, so obviously uh, the end of the world is happening soon, but... But we can stop it, you see? We can stop it. There always There is still time to stop it. Yes, there is. Okay, well, uh, we're going to come up with five ways in which you can end the world and or change Diwali to help that in a better sense. End the world or save the world? Save the world, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> five ways to end the world. Just carry Celebrate on doing what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, listen, just switch off now. Don't bother listening to us. <laughs> Just carry on doing exactly as you do, and uh, we'll see you all in hell. Right. Number one in the first way in which we can change Diwali. Fireworks. Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck them. I used to love fireworks, but you know what? Fuck them. They're, they're, they're the reason we're all going to die. So stop. <sighs> right, stop okay. with the fireworks. Okay. All right. So fireworks are... No, I wouldn't say like an integral part of Diwali. You don't no, have not, to have Diwali. They didn't, they didn't help Krishna, uh, Krishna Ram find his way back home. They didn't help him because it didn't exist then because mm. gunpowder came, <laughs> came from China and it hadn't reached India by that point. Yeah. So, no. But, okay, you can say the same thing about, you know, uh, when Christ was born, Santa Claus didn't bring him into the world. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's Santa Claus much, got nothing to do with Christmas. But it is and, very much... And the, the story of Jesus. Well, that's what I'm saying. But it is very much a Christmas tradition. It's a very much a Christmas, like, you know, like a landmark part of Christmas. Isn't it's it a San Scandinavian thing that we stole and then, and then Coca-Cola commercialized? You probably. Yeah, I mean, yes, that's correct. And um, I don't want to call him Santa Claus. I told you before, it's Father Christmas. Oh, my God. All right. Anyway... But in the same way, fireworks are very much a part of Diwali. It's very much part of the celebration. It's very much part of the festival as a whole, you know. Um, 
But the thing with fireworks is there are a lot of hazards that come from it. Not just obviously say health and safety wise, but also the factors of the damage it does to the environment. Yes. Um, and animals, you know. Yeah, like dogs and I don't know about cats and stuff, but I know that dogs particularly are really badly affected by the loudness because they've got very sensitive hearing. Yeah. So even if you put them inside, they can still hear and it's still very like kind of frightening for them. Yeah. And I'm allergic to dogs. I am not a dog lover, right? But even I have that much of a heart mm. to not try and, you know, scare the shit out of a poor innocent animal that doesn't have a clue what's going on. Yeah. And talking of poor innocent animals that don't have anything that have a clue about anything that's going on, my baby, my baby is not going to appreciate the loud bangs and the, you know, and the and the whiz wallops that are going to happen. The whiz wallops. <laughs> They're going to happen with fireworks oh. going off unnecessarily, especially because we live in this area and this area doesn't know when to stop. Yeah. They've already started. They have already started. Yeah, exactly. Um. Uh, obviously we live in a predominantly Asian area so it comes as part of the territory but obviously now there are we know a lot of new parents uh, a lot of people have uh, echoed the same sentiments it's going to be a bit of a difficult Diwali trying to keep all our bubbers uh, sleeping soundly through the night um, I just feel like you know I, I love fireworks I do love a good fireworks so I, do I I love a good rocket you know I love a, light, a lovely I like little a Catherine, ca wheel. Catherine wheel yeah, yeah exactly I've been a Catherine wheel fan. Um, but what can we do because there, there has to be a way in which we can balance this out by having fireworks but still trying to you know curb it back slightly well I mean if you must then instead of burning your own money go and watch like the council display where they burn your money as well because your council tax has gone on it. But go and see that instead. So it's an organised display. There's a, yeah. I mean, they have a shitload of fireworks. It's still very bad for the environment. But then mm. at least it's just that and not yours alongside theirs as well. Yeah, yeah. So maybe do that. And it's a nice evening out because there'll be less... Cause Diwali and Bonfire Night are always together. Yeah. You know, they're usually around the same time of the year. So then you can kind of combine... Two birds, one stone. Yeah, combine the two. Yeah, I think organised displays are a lot more, you know, aesthetically spectacular. Uh, functionally, it all happens in that one place. When you have, like, fireworks happening every single house along the street yeah that can be slightly like overbearing and they're trying to outdo each other and it's just like ridiculous and the cost of fireworks fuck me fam. i mean it's literally burning your money no joke like there's like one piddly little rocket is almost like a hundred pound nowadays yeah so if you really need to just get a 50 pound note and set it alight yeah, yeah exactly yeah. and watch it burn yeah, do what the Bullington Club boys do to <laughs> initiate themselves into the troop. Where did we learn that fact from? From Only Connect. Yeah. Um, yeah, so fireworks, amazing. They're great, but less of the home displays. Go to amazing, these amazing organised displays at these big parks that the council put together um, and save your money and save our bubs. Yes. Right. Number two. On our list, food. Yes, there's a lot of it. Oh, another very integral part of life <laughs> and, and also Diwali. I mean, we're not saying that you have to give up food altogether <laughs> and just, you know, fast for the rest of your life. No, we're not saying that. What we're saying is, is like, um, look at what you're making. Mm. How are you making it? 
Is it a healthy food or is it not a healthy food? And I know like you're supposed to indulge in these days that you yes. do at Christmas. And I have, exactly. you know, every intention of sitting there eating a lot of chocolate at Christmas, right? Standard. So that's fine. And so I will eat a lot of Mutai at Christ- uh, Diwali. Fine. But like just curb it back a little bit. So maybe have one piece or less of Mutai. <laughs> maybe don't fry stuff. Yeah. Shove it in the oven. Yeah. Bake you stuff. Know? Yeah, bake stuff. When I make samosa, I know everyone's going to be like, oh my God, you said boring. But when I make um, stuff like stuff like samosa and things, um, I just spritz them with a bit of oil and shove them in the oven and bake them. Yeah, and they taste absolutely amazing. You know, yeah. so much. So it's exactly the same as frying. I mean, that's partly more probably <laughs> to do with the fact that I'm really scared of deep fat fryers Jeez. rather than... Um, Is it a phobia? The health. Yeah, I just... What's, all what's I phobia just, I just of? imagine the oil falling on my feet. Right. Like every time, it, like I see when I'm near one, I just imagine the pan tipping and falling on my feet. Don't know in, why. I'm just envisaging it now. You know, like with the omen music playing in the background. I maybe it was motion. like in an episode of Casualty or something when I was a kid. I just I have no idea why, but that's what I. So like, anyway, that's beside the point. Um, I won't be frying stuff, but what I would suggest is that you don't fry stuff and you put it in the oven instead and make it slightly healthier. Save the hearts. Save because you know, um, heart disease, diabetes, uh, very many other things yeah. are a problem. Yeah. Um, within ob- obesity, yep. it's all a problem within our community, and so we need to look out for each other. And so, this is my advice to you guys. Yeah, obviously, you're Ill- you are allowed to indulge. It is like our biggest festival of the year as a whole community, um, and you're allowed to, you know, take advantage of that by having some dirty, dirty treats. But the problem with our community is we have these things like all the time. Like samosa and pakore and like bajia and these things like throughout the whole year. I mean, because to be fair, right, there's a lot of festivals. <laughs> yeah. Especially within within Hinduism. But then if you combine our families, yeah. there's, there's, there's like a, a festival every five minutes. Yeah. So let's just curb it back a bit. Mm. And if you're going to make, like I make um, mutai at home. Yeah, yeah. And I like barfi and bedas and stuff like that. And I've tried it with a bit less sugar and it works. And for bubs, I made it sugar free. Well, there you go. I just did. I made homemade kawa and I put in some fruit, some like uh, bananas mashed up and cooked it all together and rolled it up into little mini ladoos for him. He ate them. He was happy. I tried them and they weren't that bad. Yeah, they were all right. They were all right. I mean, obviously, we need a little bit more sugar for our mm, palate, but yeah. he doesn't need any sugar. That's true. But he still got to enjoy the the you know the mitai yeah exactly but you can like you know just reduce the, sh- the amount of sugar make your own mitai you know at home it, it it doesn't take as long koya making koa is like a pretty that's a that's a arduous task it but, is but it's worth it but yeah exactly because you're able to control how much sugar goes into your mitais and you know that there's not a whole load of shit that's gone into it yeah you know, we don't know how much filler and crap goes into into barfi. Yeah. That's Just, why it tastes so good, because you don't know what's really in it. Yeah, but if you make it at home, it tastes good and you know exactly what's gone in it. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, try try and make these things at home. Yeah. 
You should throw some recipes on In our... the old days, that's what our families used to do. Yeah, the ladies true. used to sit around and making samosa and they used to sit around making Yeah, but they all still fried and, all this stuff and, and still did all that. That's yeah, why, they all, did, that's why we were suffering now. But it was homemade, now. so you knew that it wasn't full of crap. Mm. It was homemade and they only ever made them on special occasions because who in those days had the money to be doing this all the time? No yeah, one true. did. So, you know, that's what we have to remember. Those kind of like thought processes. Making it at home is... Not necessarily cheaper or less laborious, yeah. but it's a tradition. You can do it with other members of your family. You can teach your kids how to do it. Yeah, there you go. Get the family involved. It's all inclusive. You know, roll some ladoos together. Yeah. That's what I believe anyway. And also, don't make too much and then chuck it all away because yeah, it's a exactly. few days out of date or whatever, a few days old, and it's gone a bit funny. Just make as much as you need. And then when it's finished, it's finished. That's it. You don't need to make it or oh, make a bit extra for the next few days. No. Put it in the freezer. Make enough for the day or maybe the next day. Mm. And then that's it. Done. Yeah, what? exactly. Anyway. Yeah. Well, there you go. I know, there's going to be a whole lot of eye rolling. I can hear the eyes rolling. The eyes rolling as we speak. Yeah. But we're trying to save your lives, people. You know, heed our words. Um, right. Number three on our list on five ways in which we can improve and or change Diwali. Guests. <laughs> I mean. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we have to we have to watch what we have to watch what we say here when we talk about guests because we are talking about our loved ones and the and the people that are close to us. Yes, you know, and like, see, my family, we always had guests around no matter when. Yeah. Like every weekend, basically, someone would be around our house, right? Yeah, and it hasn't really changed much about mom and dad's house. There's always someone around, and it was so we had a very entertaining household. Mm. But the people who have to do the work when I was old enough. It was me, innit? Yeah. And me had to set the table, clear the table. Jyoti jyoti So get this for me and get that for me. Get so this person needs a glass of water. This person needs this. It's just me running in and out of the kitchen all mm. the bloody time. <laughs> so no, like, no. Yeah. Don't. I don't want to be that person anymore. So it's not that I don't want guests around, but chip in. If you go to someone's house, chip in. Help. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Don't just sit in your But house. you know, it's the, the also like, which I've found also over the years is the onus is always on you to be the place, the host, you know, where everyone has to come around. So it's people almost like, right, so when are we coming around? What time should we pop over? And so it's, it's all of a sudden it's like, right, the pressure is now on me to cater for everybody. Uh, people come around and they might just bring out like, you know, the small box of mitai with like three laddus in it and three burfis in it kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and then you end up having to do all the running around and kind of having to like through the day or not me personally but like my mum specifically catering for people getting all that all these things that we spoke about in the last uh you know section it's because those people are clever mm. and they know that if we go to someone's house we can just sit back and enjoy ourselves yeah the problem with us in my family was we don't like going to anyone's house <laughs> we'd be <laughs> like well. do you know what because then my dad would be like go and help them in the kitchen so I was like if I'm gonna be anywhere then I might as well be in my own house yeah true you know and so like you get to at least enjoy my mom's food because my mom's the best cook so my mom's food and yeah, like but then it and puts, get to it put, yeah but then it puts all the the you know the heavy load on your mom throughout the day basically you know, yes. catering to all these yes. people. Yes, she used to have to work really hard. She used to work in the shop all day yeah. and then come home and cook before everybody came round. Yeah. You know, and quite often, you know, the aunties would come and help out. Yeah, You know, course. making the rotis or whatever or frying a few things. Yeah. But like, still, 
Yeah, because they can still like leave at the end of the day, like really late. And then you walk into a kitchen with like 50 pots and pans that are like needing washing and all loads of dishes that, and you don't have a dishwasher. So you just stood there having to, you know, clean all the shit yourself. Well, because big pots and pans don't even fit in Mm. a dishwasher. Believe me, I've tried at home to try and fit them in and they don't fit. Yeah. Um, And so, yes. I mean, I have a great sob story about washing pots and pans, but we won't. We won't, that. We we won't delve into that right now. We won't because it's too much family politics around there. But um, pots and pans, yes, washed many, many, yeah. many a pot and a pan. Yeah. At the end of a night when you just want to go to bed. Yeah. Uh, but it is what it is. But what what we're saying is, don't not have people around or don't go around to someone's house, but um, just like go and help. If yeah. you're around somebody's house, offer to chip in. I always offer to help. I yeah. always get up and help if, when I can in someone's house. Yeah. You know, as long as they let me. But I will never just sit there and kind of expect to be served. Yeah. And so I don't expect that to happen when people come to my house. Yeah. You know, I would like them to chip in. Yeah. And get, or if you're going to go around, make it so like everyone brings a dish. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, you know, there's, you can have an umpteen number of different treats and delights if everyone decides to bring one thing down with them you know whether it's someone brings around you know some samosa baked obviously um someone brings around <laughs> a salads you know uh, all kinds of things where everyone brings a specific thing so the, the you know the, the onus is not all on the host to cater for everybody yeah because that's not only time consuming but you know that again that hits the pocket you know diwali is not a cheap time of the year and no, if you're having not. to factor in the food as well as everything else that goes around it, you know, you can be left like doing night shifts basically in November to make up for it. Exactly. Exactly. So just be a bit considerate uh, if you go into someone's house. And if you're the host, don't be shy to say, can you bring something around? Yeah. Or don't be shy to say, do you know what? Uh, I might not do it this year. Should we pop around yours instead? Yeah. You know, our people yeah. are way too polite. And also, please don't turn up unannounced because that is a pet peeve. That yes. might have worked in my mum and dad's generation. Does not work with me. Hundred percent. So no. don't turn up at my house unannounced. Yeah, unless you, unless you've bought like loads of some simple. Unless you're me. prepared to see me in my joggers and my crusty top that's got bits of Bob's food all over it and stuff. Like, don't don't turn up. And me and my banana. Yes, or vest for our non-Punjabi listeners. Happy Diwali, people. <laughs> right. On to number four. Look at this, we're just racing through this. Number four on our list of five ways to improve and or change Diwali. Clothes. Kapre. Kapre. Your attire. Yeah. yeah, like I have a cupboard full of clothes. Mm. And like they're expensive. Like ladies Indian wear is expensive. Mm. And I have expensive taste, I can't help it. Standard. Right. But what I buy is good quality stuff. But what happens is I wear it to a function on your side, to a function on my side. And then I'm like, I can't, everyone's seen it now. Yeah. And that's terrible. And I'm guilty of doing this. So it's not me like kind of, you know, preaching like I'm some kind of, you know, clothes savior. Yeah. Um, I need to do this. I need to take my own advice here and just wear things. Yeah. Wear things again. Buy classic items. I started, I've done this with my saris all along. Like I love, I wear my mom's saris from the 70s. Mm. I've got my saris that are going to hopefully be timeless as well. That Bob's um, can wear. <laughs> I mean, if he wants to. Yeah. I have no problems with that. But um, 
I have to do this with like my suits and things as well so that I can keep wearing stuff mm. and that it doesn't go to waste and that I'm not having to unnecessarily waste money and, you know, fund the very, very unenvironmentally friendly fashion kind of industry, industry. Yeah. that is killing the world. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we have to just start being a bit more conscious of these things. Yeah, yeah. By quality, don't buy shit. Well, yeah, you know, but then at the same time and stuff like, you know, Diwali is a time of the year where people do like to buy new things in preparation for it. But do you need a new outfit every year? Or could you wear the outfit that you got a couple of years ago that no one's going to remember and just wear Mm, it again? Yeah, yeah. In a slightly different way? What, wear your bottoms I mean, if you're a woman, there's lots of things that you can do. You can style things slightly differently. You can wear different jewellery, do your hair different, do your makeup different, whatever. Wear your jewellery slightly differently, wear your butt slightly differently. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? You can do lots of things. Yeah. So you don't have to, or you can mix and match stuff. But that's a real, like, it's a, it's a real inherent cultural problem. You know, the whole, uh, the judgmental side of of people seeing other people wear clothes that they've worn before. And it's, uh, it, it, it's, a, it's wrong, you know, and I'm not saying it's right. Um, so that, that's probably a deeper, deeper lying issue um, within that context. But, Mate, I'm, I've got stuff that my mum pulled out and that I, I was like, mum, I quite like that. And I tried it on. It's from the 90s, like early 90s. Yeah. I tried it on and it fits perfectly um, and I'm wearing it. Mm. I've got that stuff. So keep hold of it. It could come in and, you know, it'll come back in fashion. <laughs> yeah. Wait 25 years and you two can rock that retro 2015 look. I'm not even joking. Like, <laughs> honestly, some of the stories that I've got from like 10 years ago went out of fashion. Now they're back in fashion again. And I'm like, all right. This mm. this works for me. Yeah. So and buy classic. Don't buy stories with frills on them and bullshit like that. Like, just be sensible. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, like you've got plenty of stuff within your wardrobes that you can f- find ways to reuse this year. Don't go out and splash crazy amounts of money on new Diwali gear because it's literally gonna be worn for that day and it'll be out of fashion the next. So timeless is best, new, not so good. Do men have that problem? No. Do you gift things to men for Diwali, like clothes-wise? Because we don't do gifting on, on Diwali, so it's like it's not a thing. Well, for I'm us. Gujarati, so we don't gift. Period. You know, <laughs> it's the best way. Spend not what not. You think Punjabi spend too much money? I've made. I I've talk, talking about eye rolling. That's the biggest eye roll of eyes being rolled is Punjabis and how much they spend on gifts and lavishing shit on each other i know but the first year of us getting married my like my parents and my whole family just kept going here take this mm. here have this this is the first time you've been because of this this is the first time you've been because of this this is the first time since then and so it was always a first time for something yeah and for the and it was just like mom dad stop this is the even i thought it was too much this is the first time you've come here as an engaged couple this is the first time you've come here as a married couple. This is the second time you've come here as a married couple. <laughs> you know, here's another gift for you. Take another gift. Take some more of my money. Oh, we forgot to give you a shagun and during your wedding. Here's some more money. Feel free. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm, I'm more than happy to lap this shit up. But there's no way I'm reciprocating this shit. I'm going to have to get like four other jobs to be able to afford that shit. Yeah. Yeah, bun that life. Yeah, we don't get anything anymore apart from boxes of milk tray every now and again. 
Don't, people, don't, oh, now you're coming here uh, with a child as well. Here's another gift. I know we're not going to get that to people. No. Oh, we haven't so far, have we? So. Uh, true. He no. gets lots of gifts. Yeah, where was that? I don't get fuck all now. No, it's, it, people, people are giving him money. How do you think we afforded all this podcast <laughs> shit? <laughs> no, no, no. That's not what we did. We have put that money away for bubs. Oh my god, people yeah. are gonna think we're the worst people in the world. Standard, isn't it? If they don't already, after this top five. <laughs> right. And lastly, on our mega top five list of five ways to improve and or change Diwali. One of the most integral parts of Diwali, Diwas. Yeah, get like reusable ones. <laughs> so yeah, so you've already told us the improvement before we've actually talked talked about Diwas. Thanks, Georgia B. We're gonna give away the ending. I'm yeah. not really a spoiler person. I don't usually do spoilers. You spoil every podcast we've ever done. <laughs> oh, fuck off. So what have we been up to? We had a baby, fuck off. What have you been up to? I've just come back from holiday. Fuck off. <laughs> so divas <laughs> uh people like divas yes they and do display them yeah. um, outside their house sometimes inside their house yeah usually during the porches i have a story a number of years ago i might have shared it on our last show last year about diwali but you should retell it anyway because it's really funny yeah so um Slash I, slightly shocking i had uh i'd come back from work uh, to my uh, parents' house. I was living there at the time a number of years ago uh, with my parents because I'm driving. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was just, I just parked up in our driveway and uh, I was on the phone to somebody as well at the same time, Bluetooth, you know, just before you think it's hands free. And um, I sat there, I sat there basically like on the phone and stuff, just chatting away uh, at one of my mates. And in the rear view mirror, <laughs> I saw like a light appear, you know, towards the back. Um, and I, was thinking, I didn't think much of it initially because I just thought, oh, okay, so probably someone switched the light on in the porch. Um, but, you know, as someone's about to leave or, or someone's, you know, putting their shoes on or something. Um, but I, and then I noticed this light was flickering. And I decided to turn around to find out what was going on is it a faulty bulb is it uh is a light fucking up what's going on it was at that point i realized my porch was on fire <laughs> and it it's was so funny. it's just me imagining your face is really funny. yeah um and it this was during diwali and it was because my mum had put some divas in our porch um Obviously not uh, securely enough. Um, and so obviously at that point, I'm having like a minor panic attack of which I darted out of my car and into the porch. Like I know women are a lot more systematic and have their heads screwed on a bit better in dealing with situations like that. Common sense, You yes. know, so, um, you know, I, on the other hand, I'm on the other end of the spectrum and you know mildly losing it is was my feeling during that moment um because so, i was I'm, I'm walking to the porch and you know one side of it is like on fire not like crazy on fire but you know like if you see a part of your house you know like lit up you know 
you're going to be, you know, slightly like taken aback. And so I'm looking at this and no word of a lie. I started blowing at it. <laughs> because I didn't have any buckets of water around me and there wasn't a fire extinguisher in close vicinity. And so what else am I supposed to do? I could have thrown some shoes at it because that was the only other object within, uh, you know, close. Uh, it's funny in two ways. Because not only like were you blowing at a fire, mm. right? Which is not going to make any difference no. in terms of putting it out. But you were probably fanning the flames. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, <laughs> just making it worse. Just uh, yeah, creating more um, flamage. Um, but yeah, I, I I I think I can't even remember what I did in the end. I think I just like cried used my hands, it. cried on it. Yeah, <laughs> the tears washed away all the cinder and ash. Um, it was, um, I think I just would have been on my knees just dying of laughter. I'd, yeah, I think knowing me, I would have probably at the same time, you know, like in the four, in the four corners of the porch, just curled up in one of the corners, like in a small emb yeah, embryo position and stuff and just kind of lay there knowing that, you know, I've just sealed my fate. This is how, this is how I was meant to go out Oh God! You know, on Diwali day in my porch with fire. Um, yeah, I think I just kind of like fanned it out in the end with like my hands and also, you know. With your hands? I think with my hands, yeah. Fanned it. Obviously, don't like picked up the fire in my hands and then just <laughs> swallowed it whole. <laughs> um, I think I just, you know, fanned it out, you know, just like, you know, did the whole, you know, just, you know, fluttering, fluttering my hands on it. Like stamping you know, it, stamp it out, stamp it out. Yeah, but it was kind of like on this kind of elevated window pit. So I'd have to, if I was like using like my legs to stamp it out, um, I'd have probably broken so a few did windows. Did you put it out then, not mum? No, I did put it out in the end. Right. I did put it out in the end. And then I knocked on the door to ask for help <laughs> to clean the shit off. Because <laughs> uh, it was like all, it all like. Did they blame of, you? Why did they blame I didn't put the divas out. <laughs> no, but they were, you know, like, no, you knocked it over, so you did it. No, if anything, I saved my family. Okay. I, you know, that's what I'm, you know, I'm there to do. You know, be the first port of call, be their hero. Um, but yeah, my diva story, I don't know if people have had similar diva stories in the past, but we've got to take into consideration that divas, as much as they are a delicately amazing part of our big festival, mm. they also have a massive health and safety uh, issue yes with them yes please you know keep your curtains well away yeah from the candles or the duas that you're lighting yes uh and never leave a flame unattended mm -hmm. in a room yep which we did every year without fail but don't do it because it's daft it is and um you know the old school diva are quite good because you use ghee and so they're not that bad for the like environment and stuff yeah i think I think that's not as bad as using like scented candles and shit. Yeah. So try not to use those kind of things and tea lights, which are just like, you know, you have like a little bit of melted wax and in a yeah. little foily thing at the end, which is obviously not very good for the environment. So don't use those. I'm going to use um, my uh, maternity ones. So when I was giving... Well, you've already given this spoiler away well, already. I know, but they didn't know why I had had them. So when I was uh, giving birth... Mm. Uh, in the pool, yep, in the maternity ward, and um, we set up with these like kind of LED twinkly lights. We did that, are, like little tea lights, because obviously you can't use real candles 
in the uh, hospital because that's ridiculous. <laughs> um, so we had these LED ones and we still got them. And we yeah. might as well use them for Diwali now. Exactly. Because they are not safe around bubs otherwise. He likes to touch everything. Yeah, exactly. And although he probably can't reach the windowsill, he'll find a way. He'll mm-hmm. find a way to make it happen. Yeah. And so now he can't, so we can't have any like naked flame. Mm-hmm. So these little tea lights will do. Exactly. And they twinkle. And they're cheap as well. You know, you can get them for literally next to nothing at some of these kind of like pound shops and shit. And they're reusable. Exactly. All year round. So, yeah, do something that's going to be a little bit less uh, dangerous and throw a few little LED lights around. Make it all twinkly. Yeah. And shit. Well, there you go. Our top five ways to change and or improve Diwali. Yeah, I mean, we're not saying don't celebrate and we're not saying don't have a good time. We're just saying be a bit more considerate yeah. for other people, for the world, you know, for yourselves. Exactly. And your future. Well, according to you, there is no future. So, Well, there could be if you make changes. Small changes make a big difference in the long run. Make those changes today for a better tomorrow. You're going to write that down? I'm sure it's been used like 5,000 times. I feel like Michael Jackson would have said something like that. Yeah, he probably did. But if you are celebrating Diwali this week, then I hope you and your loved ones have an absolutely amazing, amazing festival uh, and a big celebration with lots of baked goods. Yes. uh, Lots of non-fireworks in your house and only at big organized displays. Yep. Lots of amazing reused clothes that you have in your wardrobe. Some Wear beautiful looks. Wear the sparkly shit. That's amazing already. You don't need to buy anymore. Yeah. And with all your guests bringing some of their tasty lights that they've made at home to your home. Yeah. And I hope you enjoy your uh, weightier wallet at yep. the end of it. Exactly. As well. And if you're not celebrating Diwali, we just hope you have an amazing weekend. Yeah, exactly. Well, amazing two weeks until we come back to you next time. Indeed. But we do wish you and your loved ones an amazing Diwali celebration uh, this upcoming weekend. And enjoy and celebrate merrily and delightfully. And safely. And safely. So until our next episode of the Native Immigrants Podcast, I'm Swami Barakas. And I'm Jojo B. And we'll see you all in a couple of weeks, people. Peace. <laughs>